Why we get it as it is? <laughs> Question is, is the 1972 as it is or the new one? <laughs> That's the old. This is the old as it is. We have a new as it is also. The old is as it was. <laughs> so this is chapter 18 of Bhagavad Gita. Text number 56, 57. Chaitanya Sarva Karmani, Mai Sanyasimataraha, Buddhyoga Pashitya, Machita Satatamba, Satatamba. In all activities, just depend upon me and work always under my protection. In such devotional service, be fully conscious of me. So please repeat. In all activities, In all activities depend upon me. Work always under my protection. In such devotional service, be fully conscious of me. How much conscious should we be of Krishna when we're doing our service? Fully. Fully. That would be nice, wouldn't it be? Purple, when one acts in Krishna consciousness, one does not act as the master of the world. Just like a servant, one should act fully under the direction of the Supreme Master. He says, of the Supreme Lord. Servant has no individual independence. He acts only on the order of the Master. Servant acting on behalf of the Supreme Master is unaffected by profit and loss. He simply discharges his duty faithfully in terms of the order of the Lord. Now, one may argue that Arjuna is acting under the direction of Krishna, personal direction of Krishna. But when Krishna is not present, how should one act? The one acts according to the direction of Krishna in this book, as well as under the direction of the representative of Krishna, then the result will be the same. The same. So you can read my mind. <coughs> the Sanskrit word matkarhar is very important in this regard. In this verse, it indicates that one has no goal in life save and accept act in Krishna consciousness just to satisfy <coughs> Krishna. And while working in such a way, one should think of who only? Krishna, Krishna only. I have been appointed this charge as a particular duty by Krishna. While acting in such a way, one naturally has to think of Krishna. Krishna. This is perfect Krishna consciousness. One should have a note that after doing something whimsically, he should not offer the result to the Lord, to the Supreme Lord. That sort of duty is not in Krishna in the devotional service of Krishna consciousness. One should act according to the order of Krishna. This is a very important point. 
that order of Krishna comes down through the disciple succession, through the bona fide spiritual master. So one gets a bona fide spiritual master and acts according to his direction, and one's success in life in Krishna consciousness is guaranteed. So the verse again. Chaitasa Sarva Karmani Maya Sanyasya Mataraha Budiogam Pashitya Matsita Saratam Bhava. And all activities depend upon me, work always under my protection. In such devotional service, be fully conscious of me. Not to distract you too much, but before I forget. There's two, there's two editions of the same book. It's called Hope This Meets You in Good Health in English and in Spanish, Espero que esta te encuentre con buena salud. And these books are, this is a compilation of everything I could find and others could find. I was not the only one working on it. That Prabhupada had said about health in all his books as well as instructions in the Srimad Bhagavatam that our Acharyas and Krishna and others have said, plus different stories about health, you find. That's the first part of the book, and it's, it's systematized, the different topics about health. The second part are articles I wrote, mostly about Ayurveda, concerning health for devotees. And this is translated into Spanish, so these books are available. We ask for a minimum of $15, up to a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> On rare occasions we accept more than a hundred. If you like, we have some copies here. It's a limited edition. And since I'm here, you can get a signed copy, which may be worth a lot in a few hundred years. Namam Vishnu Gurai Krishna Vrishtai Bhutta Hishri Matri Bhakti Gurantha Swami Tanamne Namaste Sarasutunde Ve Gauravani Vicharne Nirvishe Shashri Vadi Paschakyade So we, we have our sales representatives here. They're undercover, but you can find out from Nityananda Chandra Pru and Kumari here. She specializes in Spanish. She's from Peru, but lives in America, so she's Duolingual, and this is Nityananda Chandra. He he's from America, Hawaii, which is somewhat part of America, separated parts. It's a separated part of America, and he was learning Spanish, so he's quasi duolingual. <laughs> <laughs> Here, the secret of success is explained, and the path of obtaining success. There's only one path for success. And it's only up to us to find out what the path is, understand what the path is, apply it in the path, apply it in our lives, and then become successful. And this success is to become conscious of Krishna. Now, if one is not very much interested in becoming conscious of Krishna, then you came to the wrong program. But I think everyone came here, they, they, found, they came to the right program. And here it begins with Sambandha, Abhideya, and then Priyojana. So Sambandha is probably one of the more difficult aspects of Krishna consciousness to accept. Because 
no one came to the material world to find out that Krishna is everywhere. As a matter of fact, we came here because we thought there would be some place where Krishna wouldn't be. And indeed, everyone thinks that this is a place that Krishna is not here. He used to be here, maybe, but he was outvoted by democratic election, and therefore he had to give up his post and leave. So everyone in this material world, practically speaking, at least especially in Kali Yuga, on this planet, actually believe that Krishna doesn't exist. As I was saying, that Prabhupada was in Australia, and he was giving a television. He was being interviewed on a television program. And in that tele, this is the most popular television program at the time in Australia. It had over a, a million and a half viewers, which for Australia was quite large. Unfortunately, the interviewer was always trying to belittle whoever he interviewed to minimize them, degrade them, embarrass them, somehow or another. But Prabhupada decided to go on the program anyhow. And he went on there carrying a picture of Gopal Krishna with a calf and a cow in the background. Very beautiful picture of Gopal Krishna. And Prabhupada was given a seat in front of the, so that the interview could interview him. It was a double seat, so he put the picture of Gopal Krishna on one side, and he sat on the other side. And immediately the interviewer attacked Prabhupada and said, Swamiji, is that your God? And Prabhupada said, no, it's, he's everyone's God. <laughs> and then Prabhupada said, sir, I know that I think you're a Christian, is that right? And then nodded, yes. He said, well, if you're a Christian, please, I'd like to hear from you everything you know about God. I want to hear everything you know about God. The man thought for a second, and he said, well, actually, I don't know anything about God. <laughs> Brother said, well, I know everything about God. So you know nothing about God, so you listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact is, people know nothing about Krishna, practically speaking. And because they know nothing about Krishna, they don't know, as it says, Bhaktaram Jagatapasam Sarvaloka Maheshwaram Suridam Sarvabhutanam Jyatva Mam Shantim Rishiti. They don't know that he's the proprietor of all the planets and demigods. So if we don't, if we look around, if you're in a candy store, you look around, there's no one there. The door was open. And it said, welcome, so you welcomed yourself in. And no one's there, so you think, well, there's no proprietor. They welcomed me in here, and now I'm here, there's no one here, so it's mine. <laughs> and you help yourself to all the candy. Unfortunately, when you're walking out, the guard at the front, who happens to know the proprietor, stops you and says, you're, you're under arrest. How is that possible? I couldn't see the proprietor. He's not there. I don't believe he exists. Well, tell it to the judge. So we come to the material world. We look around. He's not here. He's not there. He's not here. He's not there. 
He's nowhere. <laughs> ah, it's mine. <laughs> Krishna Bhaihir Mukha Bhagavan Chitare Nikatasatare Japatiyadare. That as soon as we turn our face away from Krishna, then at once we're arrested by the illusory energy and we're put into jail. Does anyone know what the jail looks like we're put into? Yes. Yes, if you want to know what your jail looks like, just look in the mirror. Yes, this is our jail. We may not be able to see the subtle jail, the false ego, the perverted intelligence, and the distorted mind. But we see the gross manifestation of the jail, the first layer of the prison. Because we basically came here to steal from Krishna. And therefore we've been arrested by the illusory energy. It's just like a group of thieves, they rob a bank. And all the thieves go to their hideout. And the head thief stands up and says, My dear fellow thieves, now that you've robbed the bank, I want to give you all kinds of glory. You did a great job. I really appreciate how well you robbed the bank. One, two, three, all glorious to thee. Thieves, key jai. Thieves, key. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that very enthusiastically. <laughs> so the head thief says, now that we've stolen all this money, I only request one thing of all you exalted thieves. Please, please, pretty please, let us divide this money up honestly. (laughs) So they're all thieves, but now they want to become honest thieves. So that's not really possible. Similarly, we've come to the material world, we've tried to steal from Krishna, and we're claiming ourselves to be good, good people. We're in the land of the free and the brave. This is my land. (laughs) This is your land. (laughs) Yes, this is the song of the thieves. (laughs) So, our first business is to understand how there is a Krishna and if we accept that he's a Krishna, then we have to accept that he's the proprietor of everything. And we'll have to accept the consequences of trying to steal from him. Now, if we don't accept Krishna, then we want to understand why we're suffering. We want to understand why the material nature is not favorably disposed to our enjoyment in the material world. And if we do accept Krishna, then at least there's some chance of understanding why we're suffering in a material body. Now, in order to get out of that suffering, we have to give back the stolen goods. And to give back the stolen goods means to utilize those goods in Krishna's service. That when one engages one's body, one's mind, one's words in Krishna's service, jiva, mukta, uchite. Then one becomes liberated from the 
pain so that problems in material existence. One becomes situated on another platform of spiritual consciousness where there's nothing but eternal happiness. But that's up to us to understand whether Krishna exists or not and what we should, you know, whether this is my energy or it's Krishna's energy and we finally accept to some degree or another that it is Krishna's energy, then the next thing we have to find out is what Krishna wants us to do with his energies. If we don't inquire what Krishna wants us to do with his energies, then simply knowing that it's Krishna's energy uh, simply means that we know we're stealing from him, but we couldn't care less. We're just trying to figure out how to get around how to become a better thief, how to get around the problems of stealing from Krishna. Maybe the scientists can help us. When I went to college, I studied psychology. And the main psychologist was a, a psychologist named, the main proponent of this type of psychology we were studying, which is called experimental psychology, was a man called B.F. Skinner. And in one of the essays he wrote, he said that his aim was eventually to break into, if there is a God, to break into the kingdom of God and kill the old man. Nice man. <laughs> Needless to say, that type of philosophy wasn't highly theistic. Now, if we do accept that there is a Krishna and everything here is meant for his service, then we have to find out what he wants us to do. So that's why we hear from Krishna's Bhagavad Gita as well as from Krishna's representatives. Now, there's only one thing that Krishna right now he wants all of us to do. There's not many things. Like, Krishna probably doesn't want any of us to fall asleep right now. <laughs> we're not looking to our heart and we ask Krishna Krishna what do you want me to do well just lie down and close your eyes <laughs> no probably Krishna wants us to do all of us to do the same thing namely hear what he has to say So that's one thing, is that Vyavasayatnika Buddhi, Ekeha Kurunandana, Bahu Shaka Yanantasya, Buddhi of Vyavasayana. Krishna has one message in everyone's heart. It's the message of God. Because Krishna is the original guru and he spoke his message in Bhagavad Gita. And although it appears that we change it every some years, but actually we're not actually changing it. <laughs> there may be a few editorial changes in, in terms of wordage, but the message is the same. Believe it or not, the 1972 edition and the 1980-something edition, they both say that Krishna is God. <laughs> <laughs> that change has not been made yet. Maybe in the, in the 2045 edition it says that the editor of the Bhagavad Gita is God. 
Then we can go back to the 86 or the 72 edition. <laughs> so the message of God is the same. Namely, that Krishna is God, everything is his energies, and he wants us to engage in his loving service. He wants us to find out what, he, what we should do, just like Krishna wants us to repeat his message, he doesn't want us to repeat someone else's message. So it's not that simply we have to love Krishna and it doesn't matter what we do, it's all love. Or we simply do what Krishna wants us to do and it doesn't matter how we do it, we can do it in envy or in spite or in great anxiety. No, Krishna wants us to do both things. He wants us to find out what he wants us to do with his energy and the mood in which we do it. It should be devotional service in Krishna consciousness. And in order to find out what Krishna requires us to do, or would like us to do, it requires some humility. Because it's not only Krishna in this book, because as William Blake said, we both read the Bible day and night. I read black and you read white. We have to find out from some authority what part of the Bhagavad Gita Krishna wants us to do at a particular time. And that message should be the same, because Krishna is in everyone's heart, and he has the same message for everyone. And if someone disagrees, one person says, well, Krishna said this, like one devotee said, I had a dream last night, and Krishna told me that he wanted me to become a guru and initiated devotees, no matter what anyone said. And another devotee said, well, I had, a, I had a similar dream last night. Krishna came to me and wanted me to tell you that don't listen to the Krishna. <laughs> no, there has to be consistency in the message or else either one of, the, one of the persons delivering the message is wrong, because it's different from Krishna's message, or both of them are wrong. Neither one of them is repeating Krishna's message. Uh, they both have, there has to be a harmony between Guru, Sadhu, and Shastra, or else something's out of place, and it's, unlike, it's not Shastra, it must be Guru or Sadhu, and that harmony has to be worked out. Now, what Krishna wants us to do is explained here. That word mantraha is very important in this verse. That tiny sarvani samyamya yukta sita mantraha. In the 61st verse of the second chapter, Krishna says, tiny sarvani samyamya. You know, whenever, whatever you're doing, mantraha. Tani sarvani samyamya yukta asita. Always be connected to me in loving service. Then your actually will be of steady intelligence. So this word matpara is very important in this word. First, once you have no goal in life, save and accept, act in Krishna consciousness just to satisfy Krishna. So we should think, as it said at the very beginning, we shouldn't have attachment or aversion. Or if we do have an attachment or aversion to the results of our work, 
then we should become a matvarha, try to become matvarha, and all activities just depend upon Krishna. Don't worry about the result, just depend upon the re- let Krishna worry about the result. Then a lot of anxiety will go away because most of our anxieties do the fact that we think somehow or another Krishna got it wrong. And my job here is to correct all of Krishna's mistakes until Krishna finally gets it right. No, there's not that everything is perfect, everything is all right here, but it's not up to us to make everything right. It's up to us to become an instrument of Krishna and let him make it right by using us as an instrument. And if things go wrong, the whole material world is going wrong because anyone who came here came to the wrong place. Anyone trying to get out of here back to the spiritual world is going to the right place. So our, our business is to try to go to the right place and be right in what we do. And if everyone else gets it wrong, that's up to them. But we can try to help them by becoming a better instrument for Krishna. So we don't have to worry, what everyone else is doing, what everyone else is thinking, we have to worry about what we're doing and what we're thinking. And if we're worrying about what everyone else is thinking and doing, then our thinking, willing, and doing is going to be wrong too. We can't solve the problem by, making, by being, having the same problems ourselves. If someone's drowning in the ocean and you jump in and you don't know how to swim to save them, <laughs> then you suddenly become part of the problem. So, we should find out what Krishna wants us to do and do it just as a servant without affection for the profit or the loss. And then we should do it in a loving way to just to please Krishna. And the one will be our reward that we'll naturally think about Krishna. Uh, that's the life of the residents of Vrindavan. They're simply lovingly think about, thinking about Krishna and doing some service to please him. That's spiritual life. Everything else fits into some other category. So we can see, we should, ch- we should judge, check ourselves and see whether we're actually doing what Krishna wants us to do and whether we're doing it to please Him. And if we are, then we should actually think about Krishna. That's perfect Krishna consciousness. Then when we chant Hare Krishna, then we'll actually get the ability to actually listen because we won't be worried about so many things. And if we listen and try to feel Krishna's presence, then we'll find out that Krishna and his name are not different. We don't have to add anything. It's not that the Hare Krishna mantra is rather bland. We have to add a little salt to it. <laughs> Give it a little taste. It's very supremely tasty. But we have to develop the receptivity so we can actually feel Krishna's presence. And if we feel Krishna's presence, Krishna and his associates are the nature of spiritual bliss, will become blissful. As a matter of fact, if we're actually trying to please Krishna, 
then and we're receptive to Krishna, then we'll feel his his pleasure in trying to please him, and that will make us happy. There's nothing else that will make us happy other than either feeling Krishna's happiness or a devotee's happiness when we're trying to please them. In other words, if Krishna or a devotee is pleased by our service, then we'll make spiritual advancement. And if we're worried about something else, uh, then we'll get advancement in whatever we're worrying about. So I'll stop there. Thank you. Any questions, comments? Yes. So I was talking with a dear devotee. Drinking water. Water. Microphone. Okay. Go ahead. I was speaking with a dear devotee and a dear friend who has been serving in this community for over 40 years. And he confided in us that. You know, he's getting up and chanting his rounds at Brahmamuharta hour. And then it's still so hard to control the mind. Yeah, that's because we're trying to control the mind. We have to leave the driving Krishna. And we're trying to, trying to control the mind as a yoga process. But Krishna, Krishna tells Arjuna how to control the mind. Because Arjuna had a problem too. So if Arjuna probably said, if Arjuna had a problem, what to speak of our poor self? Arjuna was born in a royal family to pure devotees. He had a great longevity. He was trained up from the beginning of his life in the Vedic culture. He was in an atmosphere of piety and dharma in the Vedic culture. And he said, Chanjalam Krishna. He had a hard time controlling his mind. But Krishna said, Sri Bhagavan Avaja, Samshayam Habaho Manodura Nugraham Shalam, Abhyasena Tukondiya Vairagena Chagriyate. Yes, it is undoubtedly difficult to control the restless mind, Arjuna, but it's possible by suitable practice and by detachment. So, generally speaking, the main problem is that we're always worried about what the results of our work is. Like I, um, I have certain services in ISKCON and generally I'm, I'm convinced that the decisions I make are perfectly right and that great injustice is done when they're not followed. <laughs> and until I, I remember Krishna's words, in all activities depend upon me and work always under my protection. So then, after when I remember that, then I realize, all right, leave it, leave it up to Krishna, where the results will be. No, not that we don't work or act, but ultimately, we have to act in Krishna consciousness to satisfy Krishna, rather than to prove that I'm right. Or that I need something, or whatever. Leave it up to Krishna to figure out what situation he wants to put us into. If we don't do that, we'll always be in an anxiety. And if we're in anxiety, when we chant our rounds, we won't be able to hear. And even if we try to hear, unless we're actually receptive, unless we're in the proper mood, then we may hear, but we may not feel. And if we don't feel, then we won't get any experience of Krishna, and therefore all only remain theoretical, and then we'll stop listening, 
because we're not getting the result we want, namely happiness. So we shouldn't be so convinced that if I hear I'm a great personality, and therefore if Krishna doesn't immediately reciprocate, there must be something wrong with it. No, we have to patiently hear, try to absorb what we're hearing, feel what we're hearing, understand what we're hearing, experience what we're hearing by applying it within our lives. And then when we're actually experiencing what we're hearing, apply it in the loving service of Krishna, which would, should mean that we learn how to improve our relationship with Krishna, with every devotee, according to their level of spiritual advancement, with innocent people, and even with those who are envious of Krishna. We know how to properly relate to them. Then the holy names will actually have some, will experience the holy names for what they actually are. <coughs> Anything else? Yes. You mentioned about being fully conscious of Krishna uh, in this verse, as, it, as is mentioned in the translation. How do we know that we're genuinely being fully conscious of Krishna or we're artificially doing that? Like, we're kind of justifying ourselves, oh, Krishna would want this, but really it's us wanting to do this. Well, to actually become conscious of Krishna means that we'd actually meet Krishna face to face. And then Krishna would tell us what he wants us to do. So, that's, or the super soul will make it clear to us. Even if we don't see Krishna face to face, it's possible that as a super soul, Krishna can make it 100% clear to us. At the state of nishta, everything will become that clear. The state of liberation. We'll know exactly what Krishna wants us to do. But in the meantime, we have to become humble. We can't assume we know anything, because actually we know less than nothing. To know nothing is good. To know less than nothing is very bad, especially when you think you know everything. So we don't even know who we are. We don't even know who Krishna is, really or sufficiently. And therefore we should humbly investigate what Krishna wants us to do through Guru Sadhana Shastra. And when it becomes clear what Krishna wants us to do, then, we'll, then we can act. And if it's actually what Krishna wants us to do, then we'll remember Krishna. If not, then we'll, re then we'll learn less. So next time we'll, we'll think a little bit more seriously and sincerely before we act. So everything depends upon sincerity. If we're actually sincere, we'll follow the real process and we'll get the result accordingly. And that goes from all the way from the beginning all the way up to the highest level. It's a question of development of real sincerity. Kobu Kumara in the Brihadbhadakamrita, he was becoming more and more sincere as he was chanting his mantra. So he, that sincerity was from being on this planet in different circumstances of worshiping Krishna all the way up past Brahma Loka into the coverings of the universe, into the platform of liberation. Even his sincerity was tested in Vaikuntha, in, in Ayodhya, in Dwarka, and his full sincerity was manifested to serve Krishna 
and he arrived in Goloka Vrindavan. So we shouldn't even think, I'm so sincere. We should know we're on the path of sincerity. <coughs> Anything else? Someone else had a hand here. Did they lose it? <laughs> I had a hand up. Um, I was wondering um, how do you tell if somebody is envious of Krishna? And you mentioned something about how to act towards them. How do you? Well, you give them a book and ask for a donation. <laughs> if they tell you they have no money, you know they're lying. And they give you the book back, that's not a good sign. And if they won't even take the book, then you know that they're in trouble. Or if they take a book and won't give a donation, they're in bigger trouble. <laughs> Anything else? Yes. So, um, I've been reading, we've been reading out loud the Bhagavad Gita, and um, just reading again the introduction, Prabhupada's introduction, which is just so sublime and amazing. And at one point in the beginning, Prabhupada mentions that the, uh, when, uh, when a devotee is working, the non-devotee, worldly person sees it as the same mundane work, but that, uh, but that the consciousness of the devotee makes the difference of the individual, isn't it? Yeah, the fact that the devotee gives his, the results of his work to Krishna. <coughs> Not that Krishna, I, I'm thinking of you all the time, and when Krishna asks, well, can you give a donation? You say, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm too much absorbed in thinking about you. <laughs> I can't do anything for you. Like, if a wife asks the husband, to please take the garbage out. And the husband says, well, I'm so much in love with you, I can't move. <laughs> you take it out. <laughs> So yes, we should think about Krishna anyway. That's the difference, but also what the results are used for. Well, uh, for example, Marge, I see many devotees in this community that are working professionals. Uh, they uh, are maintaining their devotee family who are doing also devotional service, yeah. making garlands, doing so much service. And I also expect see many of these devotees that are working full-time, doing uh, puja, doing offerings. No, that's all devotional service. It's not that we only give money to the temple and my family is starving, right. living underneath the nearby tree, because <laughs> we want to do real devotional service. Okay. No, serving the, the temple is also one's home. And Krishna is also in the heart of the family members. So, but they should be engaged in hearing about Krishna regularly and serving him. That's also devotional service. We, we also maintain our bodies to serve Krishna's body. If you want to find out more about that, that's yeah, what that we're on. <laughs> <laughs> so they're available here. <laughs> 
We agree with you 100%. <laughs> At least $15. <laughs> yes. Maharaj, when we're when we're learning how to or how to depend on Krishna, we uh, often see in the scripture how important it is to inquire from the spiritual master. So I just wanted to know if you could share some tips on how we as practicing devotees can make honest and relevant inquiries. Well, first we have to know who the spiritual master is. Generally, sometimes we think that the person. <laughs> who gave me initiation, he's my spiritual master. And I inquire from him, because he actually has Krishna in his heart. There are other devotees who might know the answer, but I'm not really sure if Krishna's really in the heart of them. <laughs> I don't really want to ask them, because they might give me the wrong answer. No, actually, Krishna is, if we have a, quest, a sincere question, then... There are so many devotees who can give us a right answer, a sincere answer, but we have to be receptive. Otherwise, if we, if we don't see who's on a higher level of devotional service than we are and accept them as some kind of spiritual authority, because somehow or another in a particular field, they excel us in devotional service. Either they're stricter than us in, in the performance of devotional service, or they're more expert than us in relating to others in the loving exchanges or some other qualification they may have. So if we have a particular inquiry, we should inquire for someone who actually knows the answer, who's more expert than we are in that field, who's by realization, and then we'll get an answer, and if we, if we accept them actually as our spiritual authority and apply that answer in our lives, then we'll make spiritual progress. It's not that our, necessarily even our spiritual master who gave us initiation necessarily knows everything about everything. That would be the spiritual master's business is not to take the position of Krishna, it's to guide us how to find out how to take shelter of Krishna and Krishna's devotees appropriately. <coughs> so that, that may mean inquiring from persons who are superior to us who have knowledge that we don't have in some field, even material field or a spiritual field, and how to cooperate with the devotees, because that's part of the expertise to spread Krishna consciousness, and how to respect those who are practicing Krishna consciousness, how to avoid intimate association with them, at the same time be respectful within our mind of it. So these, that expertise, transcendental discrimination, expertise, we should inquire from those who have that transcendental discrimination expertise. And then we can make spiritual progress. And if we don't, if we mix it all up, and we don't see who's superior to us, who's on the same level as us, who's, who's not quite on the same level, who's, we should respect in the mind but avoid their intimate association. If we get it wrong, then it'll be offensive, our activities. And if they're offensive, we won't make progress. We might even become degraded by such offenses. Anything else? Thank you very much. Grandra Shema Bhagavad Gita Kijai. Sri Prabhupada Kijai. Tor Premanandir.